Welcome to the Next Trip Podcast with Doug and Drew. This is an aviation and travel podcast covering current topics and trip reviews with multiple course deviations on our route. All thoughts and opinions are our own. Welcome to Boarding Pass 42, everyone, operating on September 15th, 2020. This is Drew, and I'm here with Doug. We're two av geeks and aviation professionals creating a safe space for other av geeks and travel enthusiasts to obsess about all things aviation. G'day, everyone. We hope this episode finds you safe, healthy, and in good spirits. We're one week closer to this crisis being over. We're staying positive and aviation tough. We're joined this week by our good friend, Nate, of the In The Air YouTube channel. Nate is joining us this week for a special episode, the likes of which we haven't done in several months. In fact, you have to go all the way back to December to find one like it. We understand that there are varying opinions about whether or not people should be traveling right now for fun or even for essential reasons. Everyone is entitled to their own opinions. We respect those that differ from ours. We ask that you extend us the same courtesy if you have differing opinions. With months of mostly negative COVID-19 news consuming our episodes and with the aviation industry employment cliff of October 1st, two short weeks away, we're going to divert everyone's attention to a happier topic this week, an AvGeek weekend of flying, plane spotting, and safe, socially distanced support of the beleaguered travel industry. Last weekend was supposed to be Cranky Dork Fest, an event organized by Brett Snyder of Cranky Flyer. Each September, Brett organizes a day of plane spotting at famous In-N-Out Burger, which sits just under runway 24 right at LAX. The event started a decade ago as a modest event when few plane spotters got together on a fall afternoon in Southern California. The event quickly grew into what is now essentially the AvGeek Super Bowl. Last year, the then United CEO Oscar Munoz made an appearance, as did some senior leaders from American. Even Delta CEO Ed Bastian was supposed to be there, but had to cancel at the last minute. Dorkfest really has turned into the AvGeek event of the year. Yes, and all of us AvGeeks have been watching Brett's messages, his website, emails from his site. I think we're all kind of hoping that it would happen. Brett tried to keep Dorkfest on track for as long as possible this year, but late last month, he did make the right call to cancel this year's event. Doug and I had both planned to attend the event, and of course, we were disappointed that it was canceled, but completely understand because large organized gatherings are not smart at this point in time. Drew and I have spoken a lot about how we support the notion of people safely traveling in the age of COVID-19 and how it's essentially not that much different than people supporting local retail, restaurants, or shopping at a grocery store or hardware store. We need to support all these industries if we want them to survive, and the travel industry is no different provided it's done safely. Though the event was canceled, we decided to continue with our plans to travel to LAX for the weekend. Nate, our friend, tagged along as the two other friends of the show, Greg and Tyler. We had an amazing, safe, socially distanced weekend of flying, plane spotting, and av geeking out at what has become our go-to spot on this podcast. LAX, Doug, we've been there like three times now. Doug, we really need to expand our repertoire once uh, COVID is in check. Yeah, and, and we wrote that before we, we discovered the H Hotel. And now that we have the rooftop terrace and the H Hotel, Drew and I were talking about this today, that mm-hmm. LAX just got even better in my book. Because the, the In-N-Out is fun, but you're right under the planes. You don't get to really see them. There's really no place to sit. Man, that H Hotel was, was awesome. Well, we're, we're planning a trip to Anchorage in May, and we're trying to figure out how can we work the H Hotel and LAX into that routing. I don't think we should. I think we should just do a, a separate second trip. Yeah, Nate, what do you think? Yeah, a second trip for sure. I mean, that, yeah, that H, H Hotel was pretty cool. It, if it wasn't for the hazy cloud stuff, oh. it would have been really, really, really incredible. 
Nate, welcome back to the show. Thanks for joining us. It was awesome seeing you this weekend. What do you what do you guys say? We just jump right in. Let's start out by talking about our travel. So you guys you guys were were the first up, the first to leave. I had a really short flight. So dive dive in. How how'd you guys get there? Yeah, well, I I guess I started the whole thing off. I left at yeah. 9 a.m. I think in uh, Dallas. And really the whole trip for me, I didn't even know you guys had a trip planned for this weekend. I knew yeah. it was I had a birthday coming up and all that jazz, and I'm sure I was going to do something awesome this weekend, but I had reached out to Drew just simply asking, hey, the 767 is going to get retired. <laughs> I know, I, you know, where can you help me spot like where they're, what routes they're flying on? And so before you get, before you know it, like two days later, Drew's like, just come on this trip. Like, let's go. And I said, <laughs> yeah, we'll find one. Yeah, I'm in. And I, yeah. And that backstory is, so we started off talking about trying to find a 767 to fly. And come to find this one airline only has like four or five that are in the service right now. So it's, it's rare. So Nate flew from Dallas. I flew from Washington, D.C. And you may ask who flies from Dallas to Newark to get to LAX. Uh, we do. <laughs> in, a, in a heartbeat. So I met him in Newark. Long story short, we were all set to fly a 777, right? And we were getting all hyped up for to fly a classic 777-200. Yeah. Then a f- couple days before, and by the way, this is Nate's birthday. So this is a special day. So I text him. It's like, here's your early birthday present. We just got an upgrade to a 787-10. So I'm like, oh my God, this trip is turning out to be better than I expected. Yeah. But then the day before, I'm looking at, you mentioned something, didn't you? Yeah. I opened up the app and it said 767-300, or actually the seat map showed a 767-300, but like, the label or whatever showed triple seven two hundred, and then yeah. you said it was on a seven eight seven ten. My mind, I couldn't handle what was happening. <laughs> right, fix this. So Nate's <laughs> mind was blown up. So we were going to try and upgrade to uh, Polaris, but those dreams were dashed because now there's fourteen less seats. But Nate and I, you know, constantly positive. We were thinking, wait a minute, this whole thing started with us talking about the seven sixty seven, and we are now going to be on a seven sixty seven three hundred which is so rare, but Doug, and you remember this. So we're talking about this with our other travel companions. And one of the guys, Tyler, is always a joker. So we're sending him all this information about our changes. He sends us a picture of a CRJ 200 with the tagline, (laughs) Drew and Nate's plane once they're done with the tail swaps. Yeah, yeah, that would have been, that would have been pretty evil. yeah, I was thrilled. I mean, we got to, then we were just looking at the seat map and trying to find, okay, where's a great spot for us. Yeah. And so we picked a spot, like even with that massive winglet was row yep. 29 and it was just the two of us on the one side. That was, it was an awesome flight. It was, it was really sweet. Yeah. Nate and I were walking towards the gate. We turn a corner and then we see the window with the 67 and all we see, see is this huge winglet. And I'm, I'm like, I don't remember it that being that big, but it is really impressive. But I, so, I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if it was where it was parked. Yes, it was parked in an angle. Had, yeah, and you had that because normally you just see it from front on, and, and you're not right there. The the picture that you guys sent was incredible. Yeah. Now I want to ask Nate. So we got we got a bulkhead person here, and we have a cabin drama person here, which means I like sitting further in the back so I can watch. So Nate, we sat just behind the wing. What about that view? Yeah, that's a great view. I, I've, I've always liked that view. If I, if I don't get to sit up front, I like to try to get 
somewhere just behind the, the wing or the winglet. You can see the flax and that, that view is pretty great. Now to AvGeeks, and I'm, I'm getting Nate into this because Nate doesn't work for the airlines, and he's, but he's very intrigued with everything. So I think for an hour, we went through every little inch of that wing, telling you what everything was from the static wicks to the ailerons, to the flaps, to the pylons, to the inboard. So I hope I wasn't boring you. <laughs> I'm like, I got five hours to just talk about nothing with Nate. So hopefully I didn't bore you. No, not bored even a little bit. I, I find it all fascinating. And when we got in our seats, we're like, okay, we got to pick out a movie we're going to watch together. We didn't even... I mean, we didn't even watch the second of in-flight entertainment. <laughs> yeah, that those five and a half hours went by so fast, Doug. And I, I know we can go along. We can talk like all day about the 767. First of all, I've always told people if I'm going to be flying in economy, I want to be on a 767. Mm-hmm. Those have the widest seats. And, the, and 232. You're, you're never two, more three, than one, one seat away from the aisle. Yeah, so Boeing, if you're listening, 797, hint, 232. I know I'm not going to get my 222, Doug. I've given up on that. Yeah. Give us 232. Anyway, long story short, we had a really nice flight. It's COVID. And I got to tell you, I did not feel unsafe. I felt the plane was really clean. I felt the flight attendants were nice. And I felt like the flight attendants were even more caring than they were before because they have face masks. So they have to have that eye contact. Mm -hmm. And there was more eye contact. Yeah. What what was the service? Because Nate, you you got drinks on the way to Newark, right? Yeah, I got I got lucky and I got the first class upgrade on the way up, and it was flying with Republic, so one of the United Express carriers. And I got, I mean, the fl- first class flight attendant came around a number of times, and they had alcohol service and coffee, and there was no breakfast, but that was okay. They gave a snack pack ahead of time, so I enjoyed my Biscoff cookies. <laughs> so. So they, they gave you the snack pack ahead of time as you were boarding or when, when did that happen? Yeah. As we were boarding, they had a, a Ziploc bag with a small water, Biscoff cookie, uh, United labeled wipe, and it had a United sticker on it and everything. They tried to make it look as nice as they could when it's in a Ziploc bag. Yeah. Was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It did. How not nice it was, but. Yeah, it did look presentable. It had the whole United marketing and then it has the cleaning wipe inside. But back to the 767. <laughs> so, you know, as we're on it, I'm thinking that this, I'm, I'm not thinking, I know that this plane is about 25 years old, but you would not know it. It's been refurbished carpet, overhead bins. So it's a really nice product. And I'm, I'm glad to hear that United will continue using those on some of the new routes that they've announced. Mm-hmm. We landed at LAX. And I haven't flown a 67 for a while. And Nate, you probably noticed this too. That whole wing comes apart when you land. Like with the flaps going down and the spoilers going up, you can see through the whole length of the wing, which was, I don't want to say shocking, but it was surprising because I had never realized how that transforms. 757 does the same thing. Yeah, right. for, me, for me not having seen, any, seen the 7.6 like that, it was like the whole wing just like split in half. It was just huge. Yeah. And yeah, you, like you said, you could see right through it. It yeah. was pretty awesome. Should I get real nerdy and tell you what those are called? Wait, yeah. what are you, the, those are called Fowler flaps. Fowler flaps. It's a, it's a type of flap that separates. And so the air actually, when it comes over the wing, there's some air that goes through the flap and out the back. And then there's some that gets redirected down to to help slow it down because they still want the lift on the wing so that's why it goes through that split in the in the flaps does the dc-10 have fowler flaps i know Um, the 747 does we do okay yeah so just so y'all all all your listeners know like when you hang out with doug and drew like these are the conversations (laughs) (laughs) 
it's, it's just them talking. It's just riffing about airplanes, and they get all the way into the beat <laughs> and the nerd, nerd stuff is awesome. And then you catch little gems from Doug sometimes, and he probably gets some from me from the airlines because he's military and I'm airlines. All right, so eventually we got to talk. Stop talking about the 767. Nate, anything else before we go to Doug's flight on uh, whatever he flew? Well, Doug did ask about the service, Drew, so I guess we might as well get to that. Yeah, I think yeah. they had the same snack pack that I had on the E-175. They came around with yeah. a beverage service, and then I think an hour before landing, they came around for another beverage service, so we had a couple of coffees. Okay, so yep. they, they did have a full, or not a full, but a, a, a beverage service. Yeah. Was it a full? I think it was a full. It was a full, okay. Yeah. I, I wonder, it was a cart. I wonder if that's because it's the premium Transcon product or if it's over a certain stage length. Which is hard for me to understand because if they're using this, if they're saying it's a, it's a safety thing wait, to not do the service. Wait until I get to my, I, I'm going to go on a Matt okay. rant uh, <laughs> okay. about something regarding that. <laughs> a Matt rant? Yeah. Remember Matt ranted? Yeah. So yeah, you, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to go on a Matt rant. We'll, we'll save that discussion. Anyone who's listening, if you want to know what a Matt rant is, go back to that episode. I can't remember what that was, but what was the title of it? It was um, Av Geek. Fringe, Fringe, Fringe Av Geek. Fringe Av Geek, yeah. Oh, go back and listen to that. Yeah, it's it's somewhere in the 20s, I think, the episode 20s. A Matt rant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was your flight from Sack to Lax? Sack to lax. Well, so I, I don't know if you guys had this, but when I checked in, there were a series of questions that it asked me, have I tested positive in the last 14 days? Have I been sick? And you, you had to read it because it was, yeah. it was almost like one of those psychological tests where you have to read the whole thing because they don't want you just clicking right. through and, and improperly clicking. So that made me feel better about, hey, they're actually, they're questioning. Of course, people could lie. Like no one, no one is there looking over my shoulder, but it, it was nice to see that. We flew from Sacramento down to LAX. We were on a SkyWest ERJ-175 Delta connection. Delta. D-E-L-T-A. I'll tell you guys, because I flew in May. The airport was so much busier than it was mm -hmm. when I flew on my work trip in May. We, and, and even the parking lot when I flew in May was, was completely empty. The security line was long, lots of cars in the parking lot, lots of people mm. at the airport. It didn't feel normal, but it felt more normal than it did back in Were any of the concessions open, the restaurants and stuff? A couple of them were for, for takeout. The stores were open. The CNBC store that is at like every airport was open. Yeah, yeah it, it, it definitely felt a lot, a lot more normal. The lounge was still closed. There's an escape lounge in Sacramento that was still closed. And I, I think that that's just a California thing because okay. indoor bars and restaurants are supposed to be closed. Although the Sky Club was open in LAX. So I, I don't really know what led to that decision. We got lots of phone notifications and gate notifications saying the airplane has been cleaned. It's been serviced. It's ready for you. Here's our cleanliness pack for you. Just, just to let you know, hey, we're being safe. Lots of announcements at the gate. Make sure that you're staying six feet apart as you board. You have to keep your mask on. So the airlines are doing all they can to make passengers feel at, at ease as they travel. When we boarded, the flight attendant was handing out sanitizing wipes to everyone as we mm -hmm. boarded. You could, do, you could do with it what you want. Poppy and I wiped down our seats. We were, yeah. in, com we were in Comfort Plus. We were right, right in the middle of the Comfort Plus cabin. And so it was 2-2. Two, two. And initially, we had one seat on each side of the aisle, but I, I went and talked to the gate agent, and she switched us so that way a couple other people could get on, because I heard her say that they had hit their capacity cap. 
based on who could sit next to each other. And I said, well, my daughter and I can sit next to each other. And yeah. so we were able to get a couple more people on. Capacity was, it was full up to that 60% because Delta is capping it at 60% of total capacity. And it was yeah. capped. It, it hit that, it hit that limit. We, we did get a snack bag mid-flight. Mid they came around and handed them out mid-flight. It was only an hour-long flight. It had Cheez-Its. This one didn't have Biscoff. It was a granola bar, a bottle of water, a napkin, a, a sanitizer. So it, it definitely... It, it's, not bad for a short flight. No, not at all. Not for a 55-minute, hour-long flight. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a quick flight down there. I, I purposely sat on the left side of the plane knowing that we would land on... 2-4 right, which is on the north side of the airport, so that we could see the H Hotel as, yeah. as we landed. So I was able to, to get some pictures of it. And Tyler was at, and his friend Tim, who came out as well, they were already on the deck, and they got pictures mm -hmm. and video of, of me landing, which then was really cool because throughout the day, we were tracking you guys. We mm -hmm. were tracking Greg, who was flying in from Lexington via Atlanta. Yeah. You guys... You guys took off you took off a little bit ahead of greg he was coming from atlanta so had a little less distance to cover but you guys you landed on the same runway on two five left within five minutes of each other and you were racing oh, wow. you were racing the entire time and we were following oh, that's cool. on flight radar watching you guys and then doug got caught up talking to some uh, canuck going flying on his favorite airline to sydney on his favorite aircraft and then forgot to tape us landing it was it was too dark anyways, but yeah, I did that. This guy, had, this guy had a really. It was six thirty. With the smoke, it, it was it was it was really pretty dark. Well, yeah. okay, so Tyler got us. I'm just <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw him post. I was like, "Come on, Tyler!" <laughs> yeah, but he has that camera that can turn night into day or something. So. Yeah, sixty seconds on this guy. Really interesting story. He's moving to Australia, and he he had to get an exemption to fly there because they're limiting capacity to. I don't remember what number, a couple thousand per week coming in from anywhere around the world into Australia. Mm -hmm. And so he had to wait for this particular day. Oh, he had wow. to get the exen exemption letter. Once he landed in Australia, he had to take a COVID test. And then regardless of the results, mm -hmm. go into 14-day quarantine that he had to pay for. They put him in a hotel, couldn't leave his room. He had to pay for everything, all the food, all the service, all of that. And he said... If he happened to catch COVID from someone on the plane, meaning that he wouldn't pop positive for a few days, that mm -hmm. would reset his 14-day clock. Oh, wow. It, it, just really interesting to talk to someone. Normally at LAX, every, everyone is going everywhere around the world, and it's, it's normal. You, you don't have to talk about these <clears throat> things and, and all of the different restrictions of people traveling. So it, it really was fascinating. So I apologize I missed you guys landing. I did think that this was going to be a really good discussion for the yeah. episode. Well, before we go on, Nate, I, I think what Doug just mentioned about the notifications on the app, about your plane is clean, the announcements, it seems very consistent, like with United, what I heard Doug mention about their boarding process and check-in. Yeah. But one thing I, I want to ask you, um, Doug, so did Delta board, regardless of Grand Puba status, I mean, did everyone, did they all board from the back? They did. Yeah, they, they were announcing rows. They, they told us that we could board early because I had Poppy and I said, right. oh, it's not necessary. And they said, no, 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 come on, you, you go. So they, they let me board early because normally with children, it's under two with a stroller and, and we wouldn't be able to board early. But they, they said, no, you go, you're 
you're traveling alone with her, go ahead. It's not mm-hmm. a terribly full flight because it was at that 60% capacity. Actually, for leaving Newark, we wouldn't even know, right, Nate? Because we show up at the gate and what do we see? Oh, the fact that the, like the whole plane had already been born. <laughs> yeah. We were just, we we're like, oh, wait a second. We, we might want to get on the plane. Because <laughs> you guys were waiting for your burger, probably. Oh, my goodness. That's a whole other story. I'm really sorry, guys, that I didn't catch your plane coming in. But like I said, <laughs> that conversation with the guy was, was it was interesting. That, that sounds said, really interesting. That, that said, though, sitting on the, the rooftop of the H, watching you guys taxi in, at least, was awesome. And that H hotel, the, the deck, was incredible. Yeah. No, I, we stayed there. You know, I think at one point I said, okay, you guys, we cannot stay here the whole 48 hours. But we actually did. I mean, we went to the in and out and by the runways a little bit. But then other than that, we were at the H. Yeah. Well, we, we had dinner on the roof both nights. We ordered room service breakfast. It, it, was, it was awesome just sitting, sitting up there because we could see both runways. And that was the thing. And Nate knows this from DFW where they switch runways all the time. It, it, I, if we were not ab geeks and we were just on the roof and you saw six people sprinting with cameras from one <laughs> side, side to the side. other, you would think that something is about to go down. You, right. you would have no idea what, what's actually going on. Yeah. It, it made it really awesome that we, you know, we had uh, our hotel rooms were right there on the 12th floor too. Like, so we just, we just go in you right. know, a five, 10 minute break or needed to make a phone call. You just step away real quick and you're right back to it. Yeah. When we got there, there were what probably 10 other av geeks on the roof who had all flown in thinking the dork fest knowing the dork fest was canceled but mm-hmm. still wanting to go yeah and like I, I think that that just shows first of all the the poll that brett has and and this amazing event that he's created and yeah. i recognized the guy that i'd met at the dork fest event last year from ohio and he recognized me and, and recognized poppy so knowing that there's this community of people out there, I think is, is really incredible. And at right. In-N-Out, we met up with, with a couple other people who are, are pretty well known in, in the Twitter sphere and, and aviation circuit, <laughs> if, yeah. if you will. I, I don't know what to call it. So it, it's good to see that, that people are getting out there again. We talked about our trips there. Do we want, let's, let's talk about what, what spotting we did. Obviously, we were at the H up there and then we, we walked, what was it? not quite a mile down to the in and out so that was great we grabbed lunch and we hung out there I, we only watched a couple of planes coming in because like you were saying before like they're right on top of you so we said okay let's walk down and tyler had a better spot down the runway down that road um up on that little hill and we we caught some awesome landings uh they were it, it was pretty cool and we saw a million southwest 737s but a lot of, I mean, oh here comes another 737 yeah. oh you yeah. guys missed the 737 <laughs> that was like yeah. the running joke of the weekend we got some and great then, 50s and lufthansa and air, air new zealand's dreamliner it was that's pretty awesome no tyler found a really good spot so um we walked from the in and out what was it about maybe um three blocks length Mm-hmm. But anyway, that was right where it was the sweet spot where the planes touched down and you had, um, I don't want to say chop all the trees down near the in and out, but sometimes I wish they were, they did because that's obstructing some of the views of the landings at the in and out. To be honest, the, the H it's awesome. Like I love sitting on that, on the balcony, but I think that the views themselves at that place on the road were, were yeah. better, especially yeah. because you, you get all the hotels in the background. If, if you're spotting, you have the tower right behind you and, and, the lighting was just perfect and we were so close to the action. You could hear the engines, you could smell the, the tire smoke as, as mm-hmm. they touched down. 
you could smell that burned rubber, which most people who aren't listening to this podcast would, would say it's disgusting. Why would you like that? Pretty sure that every single person listening to this podcast would appreciate that smell of burnt rubber. Yeah. What, so should we talk about some of the things that we saw? So what, what were some of the special liveries? Hello, Kitty and Star Wars. Good oh, job. Yeah. Did, you, mm-hmm. did, you have, did you have a favorite of those two? Both. Both. But Nate, you know how I feel about the Hello Kitty planes and the Star Wars planes. Yeah, I know you're not a huge fan. Well, I mean, yeah. did Poppy not see the smiling China? That one's kind of fun and different. She, yeah, she oh, did yeah. see it. Yeah. I, to be honest, I've never been a special livery chaser. I, I don't mind watching them, but I'm yeah. not. I'm not someone who goes out of my way to say, "Oh, this special livery is coming in. I, I need to see it." Yeah, it, it doesn't mean that I don't enjoy spotting it. It doesn't mean that I won't go out. And the text chain that we had where everyone was looking at what was coming in saying, oh, this is when the special livery comes in. That was cool. And I was excited. Mm-hmm. And I was watching my, my watch to see how close we were to that time. But I didn't go in with any agenda. There, there was nothing yeah. that I absolutely wanted to see specifically minus the that Delta triple seven. I just wanted to see 747s and triple sevens. I just wanted to see wide bodies. I didn't care which... My question for you is, do you enjoy watching cargo planes as much as passenger planes? No. I no. enjoy watching passenger planes more. But if it's a cargo 747 versus a United 757, it'd be the cargo 747. Yeah. What, what about you, Nate? Yeah, I mean, the cargos, I, I, I'm kind of withdrew a little bit, but there are some, some pretty cargo planes. Cargo Lex mm-hmm. especially has some really great retro liveries and stuff. So I'm... Yeah. I'm totally happy seeing one of those or UPS one comes in here every now and then. Yeah. I, I don't know why I feel the same way to me. The, the cargo planes just are not as exciting. And I don't know if it's thinking about all the different configurations on the inside of the passenger planes and what the, the stories of right. all the people coming in from all around the world, everyone's got their own story. Yeah. Boxes, no windows to me. That's just, it's dull. E- even, even when it's the same livery as the the passenger airplane like we saw the asiana 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 however we're deciding to to pronounce it seriously i think they say asiana asiana because i I have been corrected because i thought it was asiana okay yeah because we we saw the 747 400 freighter come in and Mm -hmm. to me yeah it's a 747 but it, it just wasn't as exciting as seeing the passenger plane come in and I've, I've always I've always felt that way. Well, for me, it's as exciting watching it. But as far as what I'm interested in, I don't care about the cargoes. I, I don't care how I don't care what routes they fly. I don't follow yeah. them. But if I see if I see it landing, I'm gonna watch. Yeah. Do Do you want to know a fun fact about that Asiana? Right. Mm-hmm. It's Asiana. Yeah. Okay. The, a fun fact about the Asiana seven four. I looked it up today. It was delivered in 1992 as a passenger. And oh it really? Was, it flew for 15 years. It was converted in 2007. That's interesting. Yeah, so it's almost 30 years old, and it started out as a, a passenger variant. And Kalita keeps getting everyone's whatever people don't want. That's yeah, I think Alice. Yeah, Alice does too. Oh. And I, I did see UPS is getting some of I think United or no uh, Americans. Americans. UPS yeah. is getting some of American seven sixes. Yeah, I've been. I've oh. been. I've been wanting to look into that, the, where the seven sixes are going to go. Are they going to retire? Are they going to yeah. change the cargoes or like, like the old MD eighties? I'm sure they're probably mostly going to get retired, but I'd love to see somehow they get a second life. 
Yeah, I, I know yeah. the American, they're going to Israel, I think, for the conversion, or some of them are, hmm. at least from what I saw. Yeah. What else What else did we see? Or, or not even special liveries, but what, what were just some of the, the rivals that we saw? Mm, we, would need, we would need to go back to Greg's spreadsheet. <laughs> yep, Greg's spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah. so, well, so first of all, how, how did Greg come up with that? Do you, do you guys remember? Yeah, you talked to him about that. Yeah, I talked to him. So he went on some kind of, uh, I think it was Flight Tracker or something like that, where he transposed it from that website to his spreadsheet. But it was very useful because, um, but we didn't go to sleep for another two hours because Nate and I were like scouring that to see what yeah. was coming in. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, cause he looked, cause we knew we were going to be there Friday night, Saturday and Sunday. And so he looked on Flight Radar 24 and Flight Aware a week prior and yeah. tabulated the 400 or 500 some flights of, of everyone who's coming in and actually yeah. let's let's roll the tape right now i i asked greg <laughs> about this and he he talked about it so here we go all right everyone makes fun of me for being the spreadsheet guy but i've got i've got greg here and greg was looking last week on friday and saturday at everything that would be coming in most likely today and he created an entire what what do you call it what table it's a pivot table. A pivot table. Yeah, Drew and I had to look that up. We didn't even know what a pivot table was. And he has this entire pivot table with, what, probably 500 arrivals today? Uh, it was about 250 or 300. Okay, sorry, 250 or 300. But he has it down to the airline, the uh, origin airport, and what, airplane type, and uh, what, what else? I've got one of the pivot tables is set up based on type, so we can look at... Um, if you want to see a particular type of airplane, it shows all the airlines that are flying it. And I've got the arrival times in there. And I've got another table that is uh, just the airline. So if you want to look for a particular airline and see what they're flying in, you can look that way too. So I, I'm going to inter- interrupt the pivot table discussion. Greg also has a scanner, so we're listening to the arrivals. But not only that, he has this the antenna contraption that he has strung up on one of the lights on the deck here at the H. Drew and I think that we're av geeks. Greg, I think, just out av geeked us with his pivot table and his scanner with the antenna. Hey, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? All right, so you flew in on Delta yesterday, right? How, what were you on and how are the, how are the flights? Um, I came into LAX on a 757-300. That was one of the smoothest flights I think I've been on in a long, long time. And I got to thinking last night after I got in, I don't even remember the plane touching down. The touchdown was so smooth. You know, normally you remember kind of bumping down, but I didn't even remember it last night. So that was that was a great flight out yesterday. Um, and then I was on a CRJ 900 from Lexington to Atlanta. You, you for whatever reason, you were trying to get out of Lexington early, which would have meant that you would be on a CRJ 200. What was going through your mind when you said, I think I might try and get on the 200 instead of the 900? So I was meeting up with somebody in Atlanta to just hang out for a little bit. And um, I thought, well, if I can leave Lexington a little earlier, give us a little more time to hang out in Atlanta, that'd be great. So I got to the airport and they said, oh, yeah, we can get you on the earlier flight. It'll be $75. Like, I'm not paying $75 to ride on a CRJ 200 (laughs) already. Yeah, there it is. Uh, You got Biscoff, though. I didn't. Yes, I got three packages of Biscoff yesterday. I got um, one on the trip from Lexington to Atlanta and then two on the flight from uh, Atlanta to LAX. 
Yeah, and that was his breakfast this morning. We're we're ordering egg sandwiches, and Greg is sitting here eating his Biscoff. Yeah, I held on to mine. I stuck them all in my backpack. I ate my Cheez-Its and drank my water, but held on to my Biscoffs. <laughs> of course, of course. Okay, so now I have a Matt rant. We started off with a Matt rant. Oh, Matt rant. One. All right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I, if you, you guys may not agree, I've already expressed my feelings about this to Nate. So these planes that have these theme liveries, you have these magnificent planes, like a 777, right, which is so awesome. You're going to take that plane and you're going to paint Hello Kitty on it? You know, and it's it's to sell that Hello Kitty product. It's it's a marketing. I, I just think that cheapens the look of a 747. How do you guys feel about that? Uh, or a 777, whatever you, what have you. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of with you on that. Um, but, but like my fiance, she loves them. She tracks them. Like we specifically will drive down the airport just to catch them, especially that Hello Kitty. But I, I'm with you on that. I, I would rather have their their regular livery or something special that's not a marketing thing, like a retro right. or something. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. The, the retro, de- definitely yeah, the retro. I, I love those. I, I'm going to play devil's advocate though. And I, I will argue, I think some liveries look better with the special. So mm-hmm. Emirates to me is, is kind of just a boring, the big gold on the side. They yeah. had that A380 with the Dubai Expo that had Middle Eastern markings on it, which, which I think looked really, really good. I don't know if you guys remember JAL used to have DC-10s and I think 747-200s that they would fly to Hawaii that had a bunch of, uh, what is it? Is it hibiscus? It birds and flowers. Yeah, birds and flowers. Well, yeah, they used to call it um, Rizocha. Rizocha. It yeah, it's, yeah. it's their, resort, their resort birds. I, I remember seeing them in, in Honolulu. Those are pretty. Yeah, very pretty, especially when you have a, a relatively boring livery like JAL. <laughs> and, and even back in the, the 90s, they were pretty boring, pretty, yeah. pretty dull. And so... so so Etihad has those now, and it's not marketing um, a company, but their planes are gold. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, I don't want to say it's a busy paint job. It's a nice paint job. It's like a mosaic. They, like, it's like, like a mosaic, yeah. yeah. Like diamonds, like the cut of a diamond, mm-hmm. whatever. But now they have these theme planes with like New York, and that's in purple, blue, and that's on, that's on the tail, and it's just too much. It's yeah. El Al is pretty boring, but they have the the San Francisco special livery that okay. they did when they launched San Francisco service. And I think that looks really good. Yeah. So, you know, what's kind of sad is the United had two beautiful 757s, one painted in California theme and one in New York. And those are parked right now because those are the older, those are the pre-merger United birds with PW 2000 engines. Mm-hmm. So those are parked. So that's such a, um, a loss because I, I loved watching those. Yeah. It's yeah, really attractive. I know I know Alaska does like the Disney stuff. I think those look pretty slick though, really. I mean they I think they do those well and United Star Wars plane is pretty cool, but of course they decked out the interior of that one even. So they went all yeah, out. Yeah. That's a whole thing. Yeah. Let's let's talk photos real fast. Have you guys looked at your pictures yet and or how many <laughs> photos have you taken? Tyler just texted and said he took thirty one hundred and he's cut it down to two hundred fifty. I took 2,700. My first cut, I got just below 400. It was like 380, <laughs> which I'm going to okay. do another round of cuts to, to get those down. Nate uh, or Drew, have, have you guys looked at yours yet? Yeah. I mean, I looked briefly. I was, I think, just around 2,000. Ooh. I was just there one day. So I haven't trimmed it down at all yet. Yeah. I have my Samsung phone and I brought my uh, new camera. It's a uh, Panasonic. It's a little vlogging camera. 
I probably took a hundred, but my question is like, Doug, you took 3000. What are you going to do with these? Are you going to delete 2,500? I, I, I throw them, I throw them in a folder in case I, I ever go back, which I'm glad that I did because like when American retired their seven five, I was able to go back through my old photos and pictures that I may not have done something with at the time. I was able to find a bunch of old American seven five photos. But what I did in the first, the first round of cuts was I took all, all of the best ones and said, okay, these are the ones that, that I know I'm going to use on social media or on the website or, or we could use it on, on the next trip, things like that. Right. At least now I have this giant library of airplanes that maybe not in the next five years will be gone, but in mm-hmm. the next 15, 20 years. And, and then I'll, I'll have those that we can use for who knows what? Actually, we, we didn't mention Justin, our, our friend Justin, who's been on the show a couple times. He and his wife flew out on right. Saturday because yeah. he, he found out that someone had posted on Twitter that we were going to be there. And we were trying to keep it small. <laughs> we, didn't want, we, we didn't want to encourage a dozen or, or more people to fly in. And Justin found out about it. And he and his wife came out for, <laughs> for a couple of hours. So that was, that was awesome. Actually, we, we talked to him about his flight. So here we go. This is a great afternoon, everyone. So we have some of our friends from Twitter. You may know most of them, but we also we have Justin here, who's been on the show twice. Flew in from Phoenix with Jen, his wife. How was your flight? Um, short, quick, easy. Can't complain. Yeah, well, and, and Justin decided to come at the last minute because Tyler decided to tweet something about it. I think it was Tyler, and Justin was like, "Wait, what's going on? Are you guys, you guys still going?" We we weren't trying going on what yeah, yeah. We, we weren't trying to hide it from him we were just trying to not encourage a whole bunch of people right. to keep going well I don't know if we want to throw Tyler under the bus but he would probably be the first person thrown under the bus but then right after that Nate piled on I'm so excited and then I piled on can't wait to see you yeah yeah and then people was, started asking questions on was when I uh, when I was like wait. Is there something going well, on? Well, and I think I was flying that day and I landed and Drew just texted me and was like, I think we have a problem or something like that. I was like, oh no, what's going on? Well, I told Tyler, it's like, all right, take it down immediately. Because <laughs> well, we I mean, can we explain though? Cause so, so Tyler took his down, but then no one, like everyone else's no, no, was took, still there no, or a couple deleted. people's were and it was like the original text was deleted and then it's just like, yeah, I know, I can't wait. No, but we should explain. We did. We just wanted this to be some friends meeting. We didn't want it to be this big event because it is COVID nineteen. We know the cranky flyer canceled his event for this year, and we didn't want to rain on anyone's parade. And plus, we wanted to keep it low key right now. And it is also it was September eleventh that we're traveling. So, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. should should we talk about the the flights home? Tyler and Tim left on Saturday evening. They flew back. I, th- were they on a Neo? I, I'm. Not sure. Tyler what... and Tim. Yeah, I think they were on a 321. Was it a Neo or a T? It, it, yeah, it was either. No, they, they don't fly the T's from LA to Phoenix. Okay. Yeah, it, yeah I think it was a luxury. Yeah. And then Greg, uh, poor Greg, he was the last to leave of, of all of us. Uh, oh, he, yeah. He, he was on a red eye last night, got into Atlanta this morning, and then still had to connect to Lexington. And, I can and to add him. insult to injury, his last flight was on a CRJ 200. And then he had to go around. <laughs> right. <laughs> he had to go around. But I think that made it all worthwhile because that's his first go around. Yeah, it was. Yeah. He said in he 50 years of, of aviation, that was his first go around. Yeah, so that's cool. I, how'd you guys get home? Uh, we, we, we decided to fly uh, Americans 787-9 home. That uh, was, was a decent price. And, you know, yeah. the time of day was solid. And we decided, well, 
why not just fly home on a Dreamliner? I've specifically gone to LAX just to fly this route home to DFW. Yeah. So for the people listening, don't be fooled. You know, if it's Friday or Sunday, so Nate and I were coming back. I was going to DC. Nate was going to Dallas. We were going to fly back on past benefits, but the flights were full. So we bought revenue tickets on American. I haven't flown American for at least 10 years. So we flew a 787-9 and that plane was beautiful. Wasn't it, Nate? I mean, it was very similar to United. You know, the color scheme was a little bit different inside, but I think it was just mood lighting mostly. Plane was full. It was very organized. Customers were behaving. Everyone was wearing a mask. We push back. We start taxiing. And then, oops, there's a problem. Which we, so we, we saw, we were taking pictures of you guys. We saw you yeah. taxi toward the runway and there's a big building when you're on the, the H looking at runway two five where mm-hmm. you don't see anything for a little while. We saw you go behind the building and then all of a sudden we saw you going back the other direction. So you had turned around and, and Greg and I both said, uh Oh, uh, Hey, you guys are going the wrong way. Yeah. So for the whole f- flight there's probably a collective sigh because now half the plane is not going to make their connections but if you're an av geek like me you're like oh cool i'm gonna have another story and i get another half an hour on a 787-9 it's like <laughs> yeah. a positive yeah totally but you know I, I think maybe it was going too smooth maybe already i mean like i was telling you guys i mean i think five of the last six flights i've had with american has had an issue just some sort of a maintenance issue and so i had a long delay or you know, I get on another plane and there was a fuel leak. And so we had to get off and get on another plane. It was going so wonderful. Uh, but yeah, there was a passenger issue on the plane. So we yeah, back. I wrote that down. It's like the captain said, we are returning to the gate due to a passenger issue. But I, I will say we had to wait a little bit for for the gate, but we got in and it was resolved pretty quickly. I It seemed very professional. And then we pushed back and we were only half an hour late to Dallas. We think it was a child that wouldn't put on his or her face mask because that child was screaming from the time we boarded. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Nate even thought, why did we even push back? So it just got worse after we pushed back. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that was it because was probably it. Yeah. yeah, the screaming stopped once we yeah. left again. <laughs> but you know, us on a Dreamliner and we were in row 29. So we were pretty close to the back and on the right side, I mean, the child screaming was way up front. We, we couldn't even see it. You know, if we were on yeah. a seven three or something, we might've seen all of yeah the yeah because you, you guys were behind the the lavatories right yeah 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 exactly yeah but otherwise was, i mean it was uneventful how was, was, was how was nice the service or or because you you flew united i talked about delta and the the covid era flying i right. haven't flown american since covid started so how how would how was that so similar to united we got a snack bag on the way in so small water i don't even know what it was was it pretzels i never even opened it but it was pretzels there was no label on it or anything like United had this nice attractive label American didn't it looked like something that you'd you know give to your kid or something on the way to daycare or something <laughs> and, then, and then yeah there was no service whatsoever they didn't even come by how yeah. long was the flight two and a half uh, two and a half hours yeah okay. interesting but then Nate um, really wanted some coffee so me always being you know customer service um, driven I was like okay let me go find him some coffee so they did have two pots of coffee in the back they were kind enough to make us two cups of coffee. So yeah, then we get to Dallas and then I got to meet uh, Nate's fiance, Brandy. And th- this was so cool. Nate, that was so nice of her. So Nate, is, uh, Brandy brought us lunch. I only had, with the delay, I only had about two and a half hours, but we quickly drove out to, what was that? Founders? Founders, yeah. Yeah, we had our tacos. Yeah, and we had had you, Drew, had you been to Founders before? Or was that your first no. time? 
no it's it's a nice it's a nice setup that they have there very nice yeah made for av geeks i don't know many airports that have that yeah i don't know do you know of any that have like a a site that's made for av geeks to i know well dca has that public park that's just to the north of the the runway i i don't i don't know if that's made for av geeks i i would say that's probably the closest thing that i can Thing. yeah yeah i don't think that's made for app geeks either but so this founders park there's a placard there that has the different aircraft types so they specifically made that for people like us you know if they have like a placard with the different aircraft types so you can figure it out but no that was a very nice um stopover nate then i went back to the airport and then 737 800 to dca i gotta say no complaints the flights were on time they were clean they were full so good on american for filling them up even during covid Mm-hmm. Poppy and I flew back from LAX to SAC. It was an early afternoon flight. So we went to the Sky Club and it was it was really interesting to see how the food service was handled. I, I was curious because I hadn't seen that in, in the COVID era. They had uh, not hot food, but they had lots of different snacks. We got there at breakfast time. They had cereal, they had boiled eggs, they had bagels, they had muffins, all in individually wrapped packages. So we got some breakfast, and then right after we got there, they switched to lunch. They had egg salad, they had cheese and mm. salami and crackers and soup, lots of things all individually wrapped. But while it wasn't the normal hot food buffet like you would normally see in, in a club or in a lounge, there were lots of different options, and, and they handled it really well, I feel like. The club that we were at in LA used to have a self-serve bar. They didn't, it wasn't a, a tended bar. It was a self-serve bar. And yeah. so what they did was they rolled basically like a, a bar cart that you might see at a wedding or, or something like a cash bar cart. They had a whole bunch of beer, wine, spirits on this cart. The interesting thing is at Sky Clubs that have bartenders, your admission gets you well drinks. You get wh- whatever the the basic wine, the basic beer, and the basic. Do you get alcohol. basic mixed drinks like yeah you can rum and you, coke? Yeah, you can get a rum and coke, but you'll you'll get whatever the the basic is. And if you want a whiskey, it's it's like Jack or or okay. something like that. Okay. They they actually had scotch. They had nice wine. They had higher level things mm-hmm. that you didn't have to pay for, which I which I found really interesting because we're going to talk about my flight and how it's kind of a juxtaposition of what, what the experience on the flight was compared to okay. this. So the, the, the flight was only about an hour. Delta is in the middle of upgrading their terminal at LAX. They put almost $2 billion into rebuilding the terminal. And so for all the regional flights, you now have to bus out to the airplane because the terminal that those planes used to leave from is closed right now. Mm-hmm. The contractor, I, I couldn't even tell you what the company was. They bussed us to the wrong plane. The entire bus got off, the, the, all the people got off the bus and we started to walk up to the stairs to this plane. And they said, what are you doing here? This is the Portland flight. It's full. Oh. And they said, turn around, get back on the bus. And the bus driver was very apathetic, didn't really care. Mm-hmm. And was, was like, oh, I was told this and, and was complaining and then drove us to, to the other plane. I was told an ERJ-175. Yeah, it, it, was, it was really awkward. It was fine for me. I felt bad because there were some passengers with limited mobility who had to get off the bus and then get back on. So that, mm-hmm. that, that was kind of a, a bad look. So we got on the plane and we got the sanitizing wipes and, and it, it, was, it was the same as the flight the other day or on Friday. 
Poppy and I were upgraded to first class and we were on an ERJ-175, mm-hmm. which in the forward cabin is one, two. We're in, as we said, we were in comfort plus on the way down and we got the upgrade on the way back and Poppy looks across the <laughs> aisle and goes, daddy, why is there only one seat on that side? And I said, mm-hmm. because we're in first class. And she looks uh-huh. at me straight face and goes, what's first class? Poppy. <laughs> That's where you get the regular glass. Remember, you wanted the regular glass. Uh, and so I was trying to explain to her, well, normally this is where we would get drinks, this is where mm-hmm. we would get a meal, we would get nice service. But I explained, no, we just have bigger seats. And, and this is where I say the juxtaposition of the club. So in the club, you didn't have to pay for top shelf things. Okay. We were in first class. No service, aside from the snack bag that we got. So it was the same service as what was in the back. I'm not complaining. It was an hour flight. I I really don't care. Yeah. The issue that I have is, and I know I screenshotted this to you, Drew, and and to you, Nate, as well. A couple weeks ago, the upsell, if when when we were in the back before we got the upgrade, if I wanted to pay for us to to get upgraded on this flight, it was 400 some dollars for the hour-long flight that didn't have any extra service on top of what was in the back. That's crazy. And so I, I looked at Delta's website and they initially when COVID hit, they stopped all additional service in all cabins, uh, unless it was an international flight, which they, they said that it was because they wanted to reduce the touch points for the flight attendants. They didn't want them to be unnecessarily exposed. They just reinstated about three weeks ago on flights more than 500 miles. You get pre-departure drinks, you get drink service on the flight, et cetera. My question is, what is the difference between a 350-mile flight and a 500-mile mm-hmm. flight if they're claiming it's a safety thing? Well, they're going to say it's different layers. So, you know, there's less touch anyway. So there's always a risk. So they're trying to minimize it. Yeah, but... Yeah, Help me. I, I can't explain it. I mean, no. someone giving you a can of beer, I don't know how that's going how to... That, how that's any different than them handing out the snack bag. And again, yeah. I, I don't want to come across as entitled. I'm not complaining. It was an upgrade. I didn't pay for it. Yeah. I could have. I could have paid. If I didn't know, if I was a passenger who, who never travels and I'd see, oh, I, I can upgrade to first class for $400. I've never flown first class. I'm going to pay for the right. upgrade. And then I get absolutely nothing. To me, that that's a little bit upsetting. Yeah, it's across the board, Doug. So I don't know if someone tweeted something with different levels of service. Nate, I don't know if you saw this, but they had an American carrier and there was like very minimal service. And I don't know what stage length this was. Then they had British Airways where you get a nice box, right, with a sandwich and a dessert and it's in a box. Everything's wrapped. And then it has Lufthansa and it was just like normal. <laughs> there was no difference. It was like a regular business class meal. Everything wasn't plastic wrapped. So who knows? It's, there's no rhyme or reason. Even right now during COVID, Lufthansa is giving that good a service. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it, guys, if, if I go, if any of us go to a restaurant in Dallas, Sacra- well, are restaurants open in Sacramento? Outside. Outside dining. Outside. Okay. So mm-hmm. say you go outside or I sit outside or inside in DC, nothing's plastic wrapped. No. So what difference does it make if it's on an airplane? No. And and you, you just said, Drew, if they hand out a can of beer or a, a bottle of wine, one of those little mini bottles, how's that any different than them handing out a snack bag? Right. You know? And on our flight from Newark to LAX, they did come by twice with a cart where they mm-hmm. handed you stuff. So yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, again, I'm I'm not, I'm not I'm not trying to come across as entitled. I'm not trying to come across like I'm complaining. It's it's just an interesting observation how things are are just weird right now, and and yeah. the the travel experience is is just completely weird. But yeah. it m- might also just be us because my mom flew from San Francisco to here mm-hmm. on a seven eight seven, and she said the service was minimal. They got that little little bag of yeah. snack, and oh, she didn't really care. So I think a lot of the traveling public that's not av geeks really yeah, yeah, they yeah. don't care. They they expect that there's not going to be. Yeah, it definitely seems like in the last couple of months service levels are getting better. When I flew for the first time in COVID during June, in June there was like nothing. A couple of weeks later, a little bit more, like maybe a water. I mean, there was literally nothing in June. But in July, I think I got a beer offered to me in premium economy with Alaska, and then mm-hmm. you know, like Drew was saying it was it was relatively normal my the first class e175 up to newark was a pretty felt, normal, felt normal yeah, yeah great. One, one last question i have for you guys do you feel like other passengers were nicer on on this trip because i i noticed people were just talking we were in security line we we're in line for the airplane and people are like oh hey where are you going and, and it just seems like people this is this has been a reset and people are just nicer now to each other yeah I, I thought that too on, on my especially on my first leg of the whole thing I we it was relatively chatty with a number of people that I feel like it wouldn't have happened normally but Drew shaking his head I just felt like everyone was like really serious I don't know what yeah. the difference I don't know okay I think uh, going, you know what I think going back the flight was full so people were just trying to maintain some distance and yeah. the flights coming to LAX were kind of uh, empty so I think people are a little bit more relaxed maybe that's it yeah all right, Nate, thanks for a great weekend. Thanks for joining us. How, how can listeners find you? Uh, so the, it's youtube.com forward slash in the air TV. That's the YouTube. And then it's in the air TV on Instagram and Nate underscore in the air on the Twitter. Nate, how soon do you think you'll have this trip video on? Um, I've got a couple more before it. I'm, I'm going to try to crank them out. I, I needed to finish my flying with COVID on Alaska a couple months ago, so. Got it. Okay. All right. To our listeners, this podcast is your show. So follow us on Twitter at Next Trip Podcast and let us know what's on your mind so we can talk about it. You can also email us at nexttrip.podcast at gmail.com or leave us a review. Download your podcast. Thanks to all of our listeners for your support and joining the conversation. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, stay aviation tough. This has been the Next Trip Podcast. Find us on Twitter at NextTripPodcast or OfficerWayfinder.com slash podcast. I, you always say everything when I ask you this question, but I want you to tell me what your favorite part about the whole trip was. Everything. Okay, if you're going to be silly, we're not going to have you on. You need to answer the question. What was your everything? What did you like about the airplane? Everything.